Welcome to Angst, Doing Okay is Coming of Age podcast. Adults never get satanic teens, but we'll help them try one story at a time. I'm Dan. I'm Olga. And I'm Clara. Tune in every other Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on youtube.com slash doingokay or podcast services around the world as we discuss coming of age stories via TV, movies, games, and more. Today's story is... The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. The Teenage Witch. On Netflix. Alright, so <laughs> this is a special edition of this podcast, which as I said, is both here on YouTube, but also will be audio form. We'll have links down below if you want to listen to the thing on audio. Um, usually I have Keith and Kaylin here with me, but we're doing a special one because these two lovely ladies watch Killing Sabrina. So the Killing Sabrina Ventures. Um, and we want to talk about it. I'm going to try to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a spinoff. This is a spoiler-filled podcast filled with all the spoils of all of season one of Sabrina killing. So be warned, it's, it's a killing podcast if you haven't seen it. What are your general thoughts and overall feelings? What did you like about the show? Why don't you start, Clara? Very bingeable, at least for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I felt... I had no choice but to binge. <laughs> you um, were cursed. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I definitely didn't just choose to spend eight hours <laughs> watching it straight through, pretty much. Um, and then she watched the other two the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm struggling a little bit with my overall thoughts. I mean, yeah, I agree. clearly I really liked it. Yeah. At the end of the day, clearly. I, I really liked it. Because I decided to commit to a witchy wardrobe, and now I'm living my life Sabrina style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I would say in the first half I was kind of hate watching it, and then somewhere in there I was like, I like this. Mm -hmm. When did this happen? Yeah, you were definitely more negative about it at the beginning, and yeah. then the next day you're like, I finished it. And I'm like, I thought we were watching it together. <laughs> I also <laughs> binged this show. <laughs> Um, so I, I never disliked it, but mm -hmm. I, I had trouble, uh, some troubles with it more in the beginning and then I yeah. grew to really like it by yeah. the end. Um, I think it definitely got better as the episodes went on and I personally, even though, you know, we'll get to some issues that I have with the show because I definitely think it has room to grow. Um, I really love the show. I, it's, it filled the Buffy gap in my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you haven't seen my Buffy mashup video, we'll link it at the end of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's what I it's what I've been missing, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, do we need a Buffy reboot when we have this? I don't really think so. Mm. This is you can have both. You can, but do you need both? I think the real reason to me that it worked is that Kieran Shipka is fantastic. Yeah. Um, she just grounds like I have some issues with some of the characters in the show. I still love the show because she is so good. Yeah. Um, and, and she has been since she was so little. <laughs> yeah, Mad Men. I was like, this, this is the child acting of the future. Yeah, exactly. And now like, look at us. And now look so at us. Right. Yeah. Netflix really knows how to cast young yeah. actors. Yeah. I mean, what can we say? Yeah. And I, I'll say that like she already like I already think I like her more than I liked Buffy, and that's in, like as as far as the central act central character I think, goes. I um, think initially. Well, okay. So I'll say this. I think that it was a lot harder for me getting on board with Buffy. Mm -hmm. Not that I want to stay on this subject too yeah, long, yeah. but like it was a lot harder get, for me getting on board with wanting to follow Buffy and like care about her mm -hmm. based on her personality. And mm -hmm. like, she's a kind of airhead who's yeah. learning to become a thing. Like 
Sabrina was never an airhead. Yeah. So it's kind of a lot more. She's like, she's bookish and smart yeah. and am- ambitious and kind. Yeah. And it's just like, cool. I like that. Yeah. It's yeah. more. I, hang out with I mean, her. the thing that I think is actually really interesting about it is that, especially for a female centered show, is it seems like her main arc is about arrogance, which yeah. is very interesting and different. It's not like, oh, I'm not empowered or oh i you know am wishy-washy whatever emotional whatever Mm -hmm. she is completely in control to the point where she thinks more of herself than she is and that's like her fatal flaw yeah so i think that that is very rare especially i think because i i can think of like there are certain arcs in buffy where that's the case as well especially near the end right but sorry spoiler (laughs) it's a theme um (laughs) But it's really cool to see this from the beginning of mm-hmm. a young character's yeah. arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really cool too. Yeah. And and especially a young woman's arc. Yeah. 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 Um, I yeah, so generally, I mean, it was fantastic coming out around Halloween, the spookiness. Um, it was nice that it was on Netflix, so I didn't feel like anything was held back really, but as far as content goes, it didn't mm-hmm. go crazy horrific or anything, but I they towed a nice line yeah. Of, yeah. of being not, I wouldn't necessarily call it family friendly, but, no. but, or at all family no. school friendly. Yeah, but that's yeah. something like you could, I could still see like, you know, preteens, teenagers, and even like some people watching it, who, depending on your relationship with yeah. your parents, you could still watch it with yeah. your parents and like yeah. have a fun time. Yeah. The only people I know, actually, who have said that they had a problem with it are yeah. adults mm-hmm. who are like, but I just can't watch anything that's horror. I was like, oh boy. There's well, like don't no watch horror. There's like nor- no horror. <laughs> nor. There's, there's like, honestly, yeah. I wouldn't, aside from maybe the premiere, I wouldn't say it is horror. I would say it's supernatural. Yeah. Yes. Like there are scare, like, but like there's very, like, yeah. maybe there was like two jump scares. But like it's not a horror show. No, I didn't find it. Yeah. I didn't find it scary at all. Yeah, it's a no. supernatural nice show. Spooky. Yeah, atmosphere. it wasn't even really unsettling. Like that yeah. was the word I no. tend to use with horror stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. yeah. No. It and was I don't. I don't think that's what yeah. it was going for. Yeah. I think yeah. it was going for dark, but I, dark and horror are two different things. Right. Um, yeah. All right. So one of the first things that I liked that I think will be a little debatable. Um, is the cinematography. And I know when I said that to Clara, she balked. I, I said, oh? Oh. <laughs> Dear Lord. Dear Satan. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that they did it's in the show. so good. The Satanism was so fun. <laughs> to the point where Satanists are suing them. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They apparently stole what's the main statue that's in the middle of the school is uh-huh. like exactly a statue that actually exists and has uh-huh. a copyright and, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it looks a lot like uh, tarot, the, the tarot card of the devil. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot, um, yeah. anyway. I thought it was um, just like common, yeah. a common piece of but art, but I guess they yeah, that one I mean, like holding a caduceus and stuff. I yeah. mean, they, they, they clearly did a lot of Googling. Yeah. They did their research, I think. Just not enough to go against copyright law. <laughs> You oh, see, you take, you take, you do your research, and then you change it enough that you can't get sued. <laughs> he has one more beard hair than. <laughs> but you were saying yes. other. Oh, what way you go? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to some talk. We'll get to the Satanism. Why did they do that, Dan? So, Why did well, you're talking specifically about the like the, unfocused, the blur cam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why did they do I, that? You're not alone in disliking that. Um, I. I just want to hear it. I, I why they did. As it. I was watching it, I thought. Yeah. 
Dan will have opinions about this, and I want to I wanna hear them. Well, okay, so I can certainly understand why people wouldn't like that. Um, it reminds me a lot of how people really didn't like the first Hunger, Hunger Games, Games movie. Wow, you got there. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I, I was yeah. really sad. I was like, Dan will have opinions, yeah. and I'll talk about Hunger yeah. Games. I know you. <laughs> I, I personally loved the shaky cam in the first Hunger Games movie, and I know a lot of people hated it. Partially because people dislike shaky cam, partially because people feel sick from shaky cam. Um, I can also understand people feeling sick from this, potentially, too. Um, so, as someone who did get yeah. actually viscerally nauseous yeah. from the first Hunger Games, yeah. I did not get that from... Yeah. Well, from I, I think it's a different kind of person who might feel sick from this. It's like the kind of person who might get like a headache or a something. A different character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean to say that I would never have connected the two things. Mm -hmm. because Because also, to me, it was like... They are trying to go for a specific, like, uh, they're trying to make the audience understand kind of more what's going on mm. by using that blurred focus yeah. of, like, now witchy stuff is happening. Yeah. Like, it's oh. her, it's always tied to, like, something. It's almost always in the forest. It's almost always in the forest, yeah. which okay. is already tied to her, like, you know, the experiences and the covens yeah. and everything. But also, it's like, all right, she was going from the mortal world into her witch world and now you know that you like yeah. expect okay. something to it so, so it kind of sets a tone okay i yeah. like that i yeah. didn't pick up on that okay. so, oh yeah and, no but, they didn't but, just do it willy nilly willy -nilly. i, I yeah. figured they weren't yeah and i also i mean i this might be one of the issues with binging is like mm. either you can pick up on that yeah. more easily right. or yeah. less easily because there's so much coming at you at once yeah. yeah the whole point is that it's supposed to be ethereal it's supposed to be like space and time bending like right. this it also the, i'm pretty sure the first time it happens is in the weird sisters just like appear yeah. around her yeah, yeah. and yeah. so yeah it's supposed to be like because the other thing i'm interested in walking i'm pretty sure that when she's walking through the forest with harvey it isn't happening it isn't so that's yeah. for me what made yeah. it set the tone of yeah. mortal versus yeah. Okay. witch yeah that's that's yeah. my bad for not picking it up I mean, yeah but but i don't think even with you not picking it up you can very and you and many people can still say i don't like seeing right. that like there's one thing where i'm like you it's a clear style thick choice I appreciate a stylistic choice because so few people in mainstream television, especially, Absolutely. try anything stylistic. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, pe people's, like I saw, I was looking at comments on YouTube videos today and like a lot of people, that was the main thing they were bringing up. And so I'm like, yeah, people get upset about anything that's different or irregular and then people don't try stuff. Yeah. Um, but I can also understand that's like, oh, you can see it. You can be like, I know why they did that. And then go, it's not enjoyable to look at. Right. And I can certainly understand that. Um, but on a broader scale, I like the look of the show. Right. I like that they play with colors really well. The, yeah. the, the sequence where she eats the apple and then it gets all so orange good. and fiery. So well done. I love the set design. I, you brought that up when we first, I think when they went to the Witch Academy for the first time. Mm -hmm. I think that looks great. I Their think the house, house looks is great. awesome. Yeah. This is so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Homey and scary yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Or not scary, but witchy. Yeah. Witchy. Yeah. yeah. It's just... It's again. It's just a world where I'm like, I want to live in this yeah. creepy. I, I want that house. house so bad. That's my dream yeah. house. Maybe we should all just move into that house. <laughs> Can we? It's okay. allegedly in Massachusetts, I believe. Yeah. Really? I, well, if it's a few towns over from Salem, yeah. figure it out. I definitely think I will say. So there are a few things about like the world, the look and the feel of the world that I do have some issues with. I feel like Baxter High is kind of bland, but that might be because they want such a contrast between that and the Witch Academy. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So um, I actually thought that 
Baxter High was suspiciously witchy. Oh, really? Well, they, Remember, like the, the, it was decorated for yeah. Halloween. Yeah, like crazy, and yeah. I and I like it. Yeah, but I actually stylistically mm. might have preferred it not being that yeah. way, so well, there could have been more. If well, you recall, yeah. in the first episode, they say, "Welcome to Greendale, the town where every day feels like Halloween." Yeah, and I'm just oh, yeah. like. Well, also, so the, the pilot is called <laughs> the pilot is called like October Country or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm just oh. like. They did not do. <laughs> this is also. Yeah. It's so long ago. They, yeah, they yeah. did not. They did not do a good job of. I don't feel like they did a. Fan, so it's it's weird because I have mixed opinions on this. Where I'm like, I like a lot of the set design, but I also feel like they didn't do a great job of building the town and making me feel like it was a place yeah. where it was Halloween year round. Like yeah. it felt like each set was very disconnected. I didn't feel like I saw like the town, and I also don't think they showed us enough townspeople. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were just like it feels like Halloween because yeah. we're constantly watching and talking about yeah. horror movies. Yeah, and there's like a weirdo weatherman who's yeah. referring to himself as Doctor Cerberus yeah. and has a creepy bookshop that like the same five people yeah. go to. Well, that's yeah, the thing and, is, and it's like <laughs> the fact that they all like scary movies. I'm like, well, this is a group of friends that like scary movies. Exactly. Right. It doesn't yeah. mean the entire town's like yeah. obsessed with it. Right. It's yeah. It's weird because yeah, they should have done a little mm. bit more research on like what Salem is like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They could have I mean, gone to more shops. They could have seen people giving tours about stuff. The whole point yeah. is this place yeah. wants to distance itself from that. But yeah. but so then it's not how... I yeah, mean. exactly. It's one or the yeah. other, guys. The other thing is about, like, how I wish there were more, like, characters and villagers and stuff sprinkled throughout. That is the, that's the one thing where <laughs> I do feel like it might have been nice to have more episodes in the season. Mm -hmm. I Generally, I think the season, we'll get into it in more detail later, I thought was very well laid out and they did a really great job with it. But I do... I think that's one of those things where if they had more honestly more filler episodes i was about to yeah. say that. i was like if yeah. they had more monster of the week yeah. episodes they just needed like just one or two yeah just, yeah just where like they could introduce great, people but... introduce randoms more people in the town that yeah. pop in and out where right. it's so it doesn't just feel like the only people in the school are these five kids yeah. right and then random jocks i yeah um, i wish instead of um monster of the week that affected the school yeah mm -hmm. i wish like the harrowing episode was good yeah right? But I wish, like, maybe we didn't need that, because... Mm. We needed to introduce the school in more detail. Yeah, yeah. or, like... So it's interesting, because I said the same five kids, meaning Baxter High. I was thinking but Baxter that's also, High, but, but that's yeah. also very true of Witch Academy, where it seems like they're literally, these are the five kids in the, yeah. the Witch Academy. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there should have been more. I, like, we didn't... We only saw her in a class once at the Witch Academy, and that was a problem Twice, of course. Okay, fine. Chorus <laughs> and counts. the time that she was in... <laughs> yeah. Conjuring or whatever. She yeah. was never. We never demonology. saw. We never, oh, oh demonology. She was in demonology. Yeah. yeah, like we never actually got to see her in the Conjuring class yeah. because reasons. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Did did she even get into it? I I don't even know. She yeah. ended up bringing that forward. Yeah. How I mean, would she like, have done it? Look, I solved the puzzle. And it yeah. broke. Yeah, and then really the demon. And Here you go. Like, well, also there was a whole thing where they were they were like, um, what's the main the bad guy's name? Uh, the head of the school, um, Father Faustus or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kept he, wanting to say he, he was like, he, apparently uh, he had been trying to open it for years or something. I'm yeah. Like, oh, okay. 
Um, and he never thought to like look through the guy's notebooks. <laughs> yeah, and then at the breakfast table, the aunts were like, "Oh, it's because you're half human." We're yeah. like, "How? What? What is?" That? Literally because you knew your mother's name and noticed very obvious letters and very obvious page folds. Yeah. Well, no, but I wasn't the whole thing that they saw she her eyes closed. Yeah, so she like closed. She, the, she was. I think the idea is that she had the emotional state of mind. That uh, a, that a, is it that she could love because Luke yeah, mentioned Yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's something like... Luke? No, I mean, Nick. No, Nick. 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 <laughs> yeah, we're so good fans, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's supposed to be that, like, she has the humanity and the emotional... Like, he would look at it clinically, right, and she right. was like, oh, he did something artistic. It's what about is this, his love. What does this signify? Blah, blah, blah. Is that, I think did her dad to... love her mom? I'm really worried about that. I think that I think love is did. complicated, and you have different ways of showing it. Yeah. Good. Especially when it's romantic love versus love for a child. Mm-hmm. Definitely not speaking on this from familial experience. <laughs> so monster design. Um, I really liked monster design. I think there were a couple things that were a little wacky, but I specifically, I thought that the, the pilot had a phenomenal job with these creepy skeleton guy in the maze. I think that the oh, so good. Yeah, you so you good. brought up of like, if this is what Netflix can do. Yeah. Why does Pennywise in the It movie look <laughs> the way he does? Well, not even just Penny. All, all of the extra well, I mean, he's the yeah. he he's still those creatures. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, all the extra things in right, that, right. Like that looked really fakey. Yeah. I that looked awesome. Um, I think all the devil stuff looks fantastic. Um, yeah. What's, what's her name? The dream person. Betty Bat. She now, she was the most, well, one of the most Buffy-ish looking creatures. Right. She still looked really good. Yeah. I liked that. But I thought she looked cool. And it felt familiar to me that she looked like a, like a, Buffy monster. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's the thing is, I wonder how I'd feel about that if I wasn't a Buffy fan. You know what I mean? Like, I might be more like, oh, that's cheesy. But like, I wonder as, how you'd feel about this show if you were yeah, a Buffy fan. Well, you know, like, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one monster that I think went maybe a little too far were the judges. Yeah, the judges, uh, I think I, I, I rolled my eyes at them a few to times. To me, episode three, which is the one where she's on trial, mm-hmm. felt, was probably my least favorite of the bunch. Because, and we're going to talk more about the tonal change shifts and stuff, mm-hmm. but it was the first one that just felt straight up silly to me. Mm-hmm. And the show has certainly like purposely has its cheesy and silly moments, but the first two episodes are pretty serious. And so when they then went to this like really goofy thing with these goofy judges, I was I had a bit of whiplash. That and also yeah. like and now there's a t- uh, something on the clock because her aunts are aging and then yeah. it's catching up with them and. Yeah. yeah. And, and and then they had this the the lawyer guy was a little too much for me. Yeah, like, the lawyer a little was too over the yeah, and weird. Yeah. Although, even though it led to the whole, like, my mother and father weren't perfect. I'm yeah. like, I feel like there was a better way to introduce that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe yeah. not in episode three yeah. either. Yeah, There were certain things where I just felt like things felt a little bit rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but even then, you know what? When you're, when you're binging it, you don't, don't really notice it because yeah. it's just yeah. 40 minutes out of the yeah. whole thing. All right, let's get into some more specifics about specific characters. Uh, we kind of talked about Sabrina. I don't know if you have anything else you want to pop in about her. Um, Can I say, yeah. one of my favorite things about Sabrina was that she was so, like, still a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, 
as I was watching it, as someone who's older, I was mm-hmm. just like, oh my god, defend her. Like, yeah. oh my god, make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. Ah, like, my, like, parental instincts were kicking in mm-hmm. for her, which I don't get with Buffy because, like, or I mean, maybe I would if I rewatched yeah. it more yeah. re- now, but, yeah. like, I don't know, there's something so, it's that it's this, like, Netflix fantastic child mm-hmm. actor casting thing. Yeah. I, this, it's the same with Stranger Things. I watch these yeah. kids, I'm just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they actually feel like they're in real danger. Mm, yeah. And it's and it's done really well. So it's interesting that you feel that way because I so until like episode 7 or well okay so what what it was was it, when she got to the point where she was going to resurrect the dead and everything mm-hmm. I like stopped and thought and I was like Man, things have actually gone very well for her, and I was oh, like, yeah. and I was like, there's a reason she feels cocky. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, is she a Mary Sue? And the the ending, the last like three or four episodes of the show, pretty definitively make me say no, she isn't. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is a bit of war, there's a bit of that in the beginning, where it's like everything she he, he's always right. The 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 patriarchy or right. the evil people are always wrong. She proves her adults always are wrong, and she always is successful. Um, now again, I do think that was partially by design so that they could flip it on her at the end. Right. Um, but I, I do. Th- there was a little bit of me thinking that. I will say on the against my argument is that literally in the pilot she messes with Harvey's mind which is yeah yes so they towed the line of Sabrina being like her being likable Mm -hmm. but still capable yeah but also not not from the beginning being like and she will always make the right ethical choices she does she does those boys. Yeah. She, she yeah. freaks those boys. She's bad at that. And that's, there's some stuff in there where you're just like, yes, yeah. be mean to the mean yeah. people. But right. then it gets out yeah. of hand quickly right. for yeah. her too. And you're like, why did you trust them? Yeah. Like, that right. was stupid of you. Yeah. So right. she's already flawed. even though. And then yeah. they uptick it again of like, look, all these things are working out. Look at how capable you are. But then the, yeah. the entire last third is, yeah. you really messed this yeah. up. And your, your arrogance... Yeah is in your own way yeah. and now you're paying the price mm-hmm. with your relationship with yeah. your parental figures, your cousins mm. and your friends. Yeah. I think that they did a really good job of sort of balancing her clearly having a dark side but also feeling very pure and innocent right. and, like despite that like you almost forget about the dark things she's doing. It reminds she, me of 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 11. Yeah. Yeah. And and, that, and yeah. I felt like protective in a very similar way where it's yeah. like she's a child so she's making these bad yeah. mistakes. Right. Mm. Someone please guide her in a good way <laughs> yeah. rather than a bad the way. The fact yeah. of watching her slit another girl's throat oh even though gosh. she had a plan. I was yeah. just like don't do it. Don't do it. You're you're good. You're good. Yeah. And then yeah. and it's like, well, obviously you weren't going to let her stay dead. Yeah. But Still, that's yeah. like a line that you yeah. crossed right yeah. with a person, which yeah. I, from the beginning, never actually thought that she would be capable mm-hmm. of crossing. Yeah. Right? Well, I, I was going to say this for later, but as far as the ending, mm-hmm. I like, they did such a good job of making me so against her and writing her name in the book. Mm-hmm. They're like, I still feel like yeah. anxiety about the fact me that she wrote her name. I'm, I'm like... She, no, you, you. Why? No. You are gonna. <laughs> you you are how gonna are you gonna get it. out? Of, how is she gonna get it's out of this? The book of the beast. <laughs> Slit your hair like it's yours. Also, as a no. side note, I'm really excited about next season. But you gotta get rid of the wig. 
You can't have her. In I was that, waiting for you. You to can't have her with that white hair the, the entire next season. Wig, yeah. I will. I understand that it's like comic book accurate or whatever. I don't care. Let her have her normal hair, please. Mm -hmm. Like she can have that for like the first two episodes when she's like particularly evil or something. Right. But. I, I, I wanted to say engorged with power, but oh, that's, yeah. that's, 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 Engorged yeah. with Nick's power. Um, anyway. Or Prudence's. Oh, Prudence's power. There's a lot of Prudence Buffy things. Uh, yeah. But Buffy, I meant Sabrina. <laughs> well, on the Buffy, I think the, on the Buffy subreddit yeah. where I posted your video, yeah. people were just like, man, this means that Prudence is her spike. And everyone's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buffy spoiler? Mm -hmm. um, it's a 20-something so show. <laughs> oh, that's so much better than any other. <laughs> oh, so, um, let's talk about Prudence. I think she was surprisingly fantastic. She chewed mm -hmm. the scenery perfectly. Like, yeah. she could be... You might be see, seeing her being like, this is over the top, but it's like the right kind of oh, over the so top. Yeah. Uh, she is so good tonally. She was so yeah. perfect. Yeah. So I know. I think the thing that's interesting is Olga. Whenever I make her watch these high schooly shows, she hates the mean girl I, characters. I really. Do. Her, they make it intolerable. Yeah. For me she to watch really it. couldn't handle Cordelia and Buffy. No. She barely was managing to deal with her and, and Angel. Um, we stopped watching Angel for. <laughs> I'm gonna get you back to someday. that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I feel like from the get-go, I, I think the fact that Prudence was never at Baxter High as far as, like, just a normal teenager, right. and she was, like, the mean witch, mm -hmm. really helped. Because she wasn't just, like, a mean girl, she was, like, an evil girl. Right. And, but then there was more layers added to her. I, yeah. And she agrees to work with Sabrina yeah. really fast in order to try to, like, be mean to the mean people. Yeah. And that's the best kind of bad yeah. character, right? Yeah. The best sort of evil is the one who's doing bad in the name of good. Yeah. So, like, that already makes her so yeah. much more interesting than, like, I'm gonna be petty yeah. because... Yeah. yeah. And, and also, that said, so th the fact that, like, Sabrina, even after being, like, cursed by them, reach back out to them. Yes, good yeah. for Sabrina. I was character. just like, right, like, this is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they hate her, but yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then again, having it to the line of like, and now they're trying to kill her. But yeah. then she served her just desserts very yeah. quickly. Yeah. And then again, kind of more in line with things that make me roll my eyes a little yeah. bit of the episode where she does go, yeah, Sabrina's her handmaiden. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes to Baxter High. I'm like, okay, but at least the discussion here is in the context of belief. Yeah. And yeah. Sabrina's kind of in the wrong here, in my opinion, because mm. it's like, well, you don't have no, you don't have any faith. Yeah. And like, who are you to say what that is? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, the, the episode doesn't agree with you. Right, it Buffy, doesn't. Buffy, I keep saying Buffy. I know, because Sabrina Because Sabrina is so proven right. She is, but at um, the same time, it's one of those things where, where again, it's she's proven right yeah. at the hands of another person interfering, yeah. but at the same time... I don't think... And, but you know what? what? But you know what? She does this, and she's kind of not proven right because... The other woman, you know, killed herself. Yeah. And and so Sabrina, instead of this being this sort of thing of like, everyone is benefiting. It's mm. like, yeah. no one is really benefiting here. This is all really creepy, and I've undermined mm. a system. But the thing still happens. It's one of these yeah. like you can't. Well, no, the but she's proven like, right as far as it's being barbaric and stupid. Like, it, it it's I I feel like it would be hard to make the argument. Yeah that this show is in any way pro-religion. 
And I, like, obviously yes, yes. They're, they're using Satanism in this heightened way. So I'm not even talking about how they depict Satanism. Right. I'm well, talking about how they- we don't really yeah, understand. Yeah. I'm talking about how they use old. Satanism to poke, to poke holes and, and whatever at both the patriarchy, but also at regular religion. Um, well, I'll say, I'll say this in general. I think that they're bringing up like religion at its core in many, many religions anyway, mm-hmm. at least these monotheistic ones, mm-hmm. a lot of them are very patriarchal yeah. and, and this is a, also a show that it's like, bam, girl power. Yeah. Like that's really yeah. what the show is. Yeah. So it's this thing of also like her dad was a good example Mm, of of going against the patriarchy because he was like, no, I think the feast of feasts is barbaric, yeah. and who are we to say this? Yeah. And then we have another man who's like kind of drunk on power, being like, no, we must go back to the old ways of yeah. the more conservative readings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so if anything, but I think it's also the, show, the woman that that is ultimately right. But I th- the women yeah. ultimately choose to do it. But at the same, no, I'm saying the woman's the one who ultimately actually to, screws over prudence. Right. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, it's also because she's afraid she's going to lose her husband yeah. and all this other stuff of like that. So it's just one of these things where the show is arguably more than faith yeah. being a problem is being like faith in the hands yeah. of the irresponsible power drunk men. Yeah, well, here's, here's the thing. I and To a certain degree, I think sometimes they're mixed their metaphors a little too much. Mm. Because in some way, so the, that episode specifically, which I actually really do like that episode, it's, I would say it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they have it, they, they bring up the whole like pedophilia of priests, right? And the, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the show is so focused on uh, patriarchy and misogyny and stuff, there's no, like when you're talking about that, you should probably at least be including young boys right and so like the fact that that like was the topic but it was just women as a a potential victim that to me is like you're only you're kind of again because you're mixing the two ideas you're losing part of one of them right Um, i think that's a fair that's definitely a fair critique yeah of that um because and in general i don't think that they're doing a they're not showing the fact that um patriarchy can be bad for men too which, I mean, I'm not saying that's, like, the most important thing to show. Right, but you're, but it's like, true. But it's, it's part true. of it, yeah. Toxic masculinity, at the end of the day, hurts everybody. Yeah. There, I I will say there are, they're getting at that with um, Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, his father is yeah. Yeah. toxic masculinity yeah. kind of encapsulated. Yeah. 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 Um, and his brother is trying to look out for him. And he is trying to break from this yeah. history that's holding him back in that's some ways. That's a good point, ways. yeah. And, um, Sabrina's trying to help him, but isn't entirely sure how to go about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, what do you think of Harvey in general? Not super interesting. So I, okay. I grew to like him quite a bit by the end. Um, I think that when, when it started, I remember I was talking to you, Olga, about how it's so funny because this is one of those examples where like the females the lead so the usual criticisms against the girlfriend characters are not yeah. put on harvey yeah. it's just like he's kind of just there to be loved and be pretty yeah um and i think that they throughout the season did more than that with him and i think the actor um i think the actor brought more to the character than the writing did. i i agree i'm like mm-hmm. i i thought he did a good job with it again you have this sympathy for him based on the household yeah. that he's in mm-hmm. i i like the family that they set up for him Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like his 
character made sense. Yeah. He did a good job with it. Yeah. And it took it it just followed a path with Sabrina yeah. where he wasn't blindly like Yeah. I love it. Like I like the fact that their relationship yes. was in danger at the end. Yeah. I I think, ended. I think in the second season I will really like him. Yeah. Yeah. I think this first season they were figuring out or they had already figured out and they yeah. were like building to yeah. it so that it would matter more yeah. later on. Well the thing is I think that even though he was kind of simple, the actor made it so he was a believable human being, so he didn't yeah. just feel like a prop. You know what I really liked him was when he was showing fear, mm. and that was causing him an incredible amount of distress. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome to yeah. see, and I and I I really liked his character in those moments. Yeah. When he was seeing the demon yeah. that was inside Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Is that, that or also back when they were back in the mine, yeah. and yeah. he had a sort of PTSD yeah. moment that right. you aren't sure whether it was a real thing or so not. So that's the thing that I'll be interested to see in season two, because yeah. his season one arc is going from this non-traditional masculinity to more tradition. He's like, I have to be the man now. I have to be strong and brave. Right. I have to take care so of my dad that's now, so like, too. So what'll be so interesting to see is, can he figure out, will they deal yeah. with the idea of a man being strong yeah. without engaging in toxic masculinity? Yeah. Well, like, that'll be really cool. I think the way they're going to have to, they're going to have to encapsulate that in what I think they set up is with him being descended from a family of witch, witch hunters, yeah. Oh, yeah. he will be facing a cross, like he has to face a fork in the road mm. where he's either going to be like, witches have caused me personal harm. Mm. Uh, even, you know, yeah. even yeah. it's like, I feel sympathy yeah. for Sabrina, but none of this would have happened had they not like right. cursed yeah. me and, and my brother. And he to like, kill Sabrina in yeah. order to... Right, or, yeah. or at the very least like invade the cat. So I think he'll be forced with the choice of yeah. fulfilling his witch hunter yeah. destiny or standing against it and with yeah. with the witches yeah. in the coven. Mm -hmm. So literally but choosing like, the patriarchal thing yeah. or choosing the... Evil? <laughs> I guess well, I worry about what the witches... Well, represent. but the thing is by the time that I think that he would actually come to fruition with yeah. choosing Sabrina, she's going to be out of her... It'll either be helping her yeah. get out from under Satan's, the Dark Lord's grasp yeah. or, or just like them fully standing against it. So the point is that I think that he's going to be choosing like tradition and yeah. patriarchy and toxic masculinity yeah. versus like a future and hope and being yeah. free from these burdens yeah. and pursuing myself. But I but I do what you just pointed out though is is this another example of mixing the metaphors right. where it's like yeah. So, yeah okay the women the the witches are like women working together and being strong but they also represent evil. So right. like, and so my question <laughs> My question is, so like witchcraft is such a cool concept yeah. throughout history. Obviously, it's usually like powerful women. Mm -hmm. um, not that there haven't been male witches, but mm. uh, warlocks. You know, yeah. Yep. Um, and like men were killed in Salem too. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um, I don't mean whatever. <laughs> but like fuck the men. <laughs> no, no. But um, obvious symbol for women having power. Yeah. But then they're also representing witchcraft is evil so long as it comes from satan mm -hmm. which is fine yeah but then you get into okay so then if your power is coming from yourself it's okay but if it's coming from a deity it's bad and then you fall into the like all religion is bad yeah. thing, or you fall into the 
I don't. It it gets. Also, I mean, well, I mean, okay. There's bad. there's a difference between they can toe a line where they're not saying religion is bad. They can be saying humanism is good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Like, you don't. That's not the one or the other. It can be like we're promoting humanism. We're promoting your own inner strength and the strength you derive from those around you, as opposed to needing to rely on religion without saying religion is evil or what. Like, but, but okay. So like, if they hadn't made. Oh, this, this this ends up with some crazy sentences. Okay. If they hadn't made Satan evil. Yes. <laughs> if they if they had made him actually a, a like God foil, yeah. and he wasn't a character yeah. who was present, who was leading her yeah. towards evil. Yeah. Then they could have done all sorts of things of like, well, but like, look, like people can misinterpret religion. Yeah. People can use religion for their own ends. That doesn't mean that it's always bad i would argue that <laughs> they, like... i would argue that they have not definitively said that satan is evil on this show i don't think we've seen enough of him we've seen um he's Miss trying to what, take her free will away yeah so for what end though she's done bad things too we don't really know what his plans are so like think Lilith about this. is like killing people left yeah. and right. Well, yeah. So Lilith is doing. <laughs> we, 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 I think we definitively know that Lilith is evil. I don't know that we know that the that Satan is because we haven't really seen his point of view. We've seen everything. We, <laughs> we haven't seen we Satan's point of view. We haven't heard it yet. We've seen everything through her eyes and she's clearly. Twenty eighteen. We need to listen to everyone. How Satan Give hasn't Satan been on the, the show and talked yet. Because okay. <laughs> grabbing her hand. Anyway, yes, sorry. So for one thing, right? So you see the opening vision and it's super dark and fucked up, or whatever. Ultimately, that is him t- showing her how she can save the town. In exchange, right? yeah. so, in exchange for her free will because and her soul. he needs her to do something, which involves the apocalypse. But if he <laughs> believes the apocalypse is for the best, but again, did, she's wait, used people and done bad. Sorry, things. remind me, how did the thirteen witches come to invade the town again? Yeah, but he didn't do that. Lilith did that. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, so the yeah. question is, is Lilith actually taking orders from Satan or not? Well, and then how, how much, and how much is he making his key freeballing it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, one would hope that if she was freeballing too much <laughs> and she had signed away her soul and free will, he could say, I don't think nah, Lilith has signed away her soul. I don't think she signed away her free demon. will. Her whole thing is that she's like, I want to be his queen. I want to be yeah. his... Like, more than just his, like, right hand. I want to yeah. be at, like, with so his she, hand. So she says that she is the first witch. No, right? she's Doesn't a demon. She no, she's a demon. No. I know she's the mother of demons. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think she's a witch at all. Doesn't I think she she's pretending, yeah, because she needs because, a cover yeah, story. Yeah, like, for she sure. can't yeah. be like, I'm, I'm Lilith. She's a demon, it's yeah. fine. Okay, don't so vanquish if we, me. If we operate under the assumption that she's a demon, yeah. I'm much, much more okay with this yeah. than what I was well, the well thing is, okay. I mean, we're getting Am to I? we're getting no. into things that I I didn't necessarily mean to get into this soon, but this I'm is lost. kind of how it happens. We were talking since we talk about characters, right? But but I but but this leads to the bigger discussion of where I do think there's issues with just the general mythology, right? When you have these people who who worship Satan and they're like, oh my God, there's a demon. I'm like, don't you like demons? Or like, they're yeah. like, he crawled out of hell. I'm like, don't you like hell? Like, there, there's so <laughs> no, many. It is a, there's it's there's numerous lines where they're like, oh, this would be the worst thing ever. I'm like, don't you want the worst thing ever? Like, it's, yeah. I, no. they, like. Also, also, it's just like, oh, you have, 
like Zelda is so getting a little bit back to character. Yeah, yeah. Like Zelda is so conservative in her religious beliefs yeah. and she is like very difficult to like for most of the season. I think they did a great job with her actually. They did, yeah. but at the same time she is yeah. difficult. You're just like waiting for her to be like be more actually like like do nice yeah. things, not just be I like, didn't think it took that long for that to happen to be honest. I think by episode five, when they had the dream sequence, I was on board as well. No, no, no. She definitely, like, I think that is, that is, yeah. what do you call it? The save the cat a little bit? Yeah, save the cat moment. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, it's just like, and then there's Hilda, who's like, got a looser interpretation of their religion, mm-hmm. and, and is so much more, like, nice. And you're just mm-hmm. like, see, you can't be super into this religion if you want to be nice. Like. Question mark? Well, that's the thing is, I think that they, unfortunately, again, there was some mixing and matching where things just yeah. didn't really make sense. Because, like, I really liked Faustus. I think that's his name. Yes. Someone should check his name. You have um, your phone. Yeah. No. Um, I, I really I'm liked his, his opening no. speech where he's yes. like, it's about free will. Right. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, good. You have a mythology and a, an idea behind right, religion. Right. And then he immediately right. s- now, pulls the rug out from if under her. If they hadn't changed that... Yeah this would have been really great and I wouldn't have had any problems. Yeah. Because it could have been Fallen Angel. Yeah. And right. so we're supporting him because it's about free will and that's very important. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, like, mm-hmm. very likable Paradise Lost yeah. Lucifer. Well, that's the thing is, I think that that is still what the religion is supposed to be, right? And then, and then, and then he, <laughs> he as, a, again, they talk about this, that, like, the religion is one thing, but he's a man, he's corruptible, even though that that's what the religious text says and all that stuff, yeah. and he spouts it as though it's true, he doesn't always follow through on that. And then again, we haven't seen Satan's point of view. So until that, <laughs> maybe he is about free will. He just isn't about specifically Sabrina's free will. I can't believe we live she's, in this world. Because <laughs> she needs to be... Do we live in this world? <laughs> we don't live in this world. That's the point. But then, yeah, but then at the same time, he's just like, oh, good, my stronger son ate my weaker son, and I want only sons. Again, blah, he, blah, blah. He's, he, that's a human. That's not the religion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm getting a little lost yeah. in the weeds Yeah, no, it's, that's the thing is, to a certain degree, it kind of reminds me of, like, Doctor Who, where it's like, just, just don't think about the time travel stuff and just enjoy the show, right? Like, none of it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, but... Sabrina's big journey, right, that yeah. we are so concerned about yeah. is whether or not she signed over her free will yes. to this being. Yeah. Right. And if the being is, like, more or less okay, yeah, I am more or less concerned about her decision. I think we should be concerned. But look at, right, here's the thing. Right now, they want you to be very concerned. But maybe that will be the turn is that you realize that he's, I, here's the thing, you're never going to, it's never going to be a turn where he is a great guy, but, <laughs> but like, but there might be a turn where he's more a gray area character. Where he's actually not as evil as yeah. Lilith is and Lilith yeah. is actually. I think, I, my and assumption then, is that he's going to be an ends justify the yeah. means kind of and thing. And then, yeah, yeah, but then, then you have this thing of like, patriarchy is bad, but this woman. But the man is the one who knows what's going on in the right. world. Right, and the woman bitch. is the one who you you who's need a power-hungry usurper yeah. of a man who's really in charge and being good. Yeah, like, that's okay, I mean, bad okay, but but she's not the only woman on the show. She's not. But <laughs> it's no, a but bit. it's still a trope yeah. that's like, yeah. can we not yeah. do this on the trope that's okay. Patriarchy? All right, I'm going to reel us back in a no little bit. Well, yes. we'll see. I'm going to reel us back in. Yeah. So one thing I do want to say as far as, the last thing I want to talk about as far as mythology goes is I also think that they need to give me a little bit more as far as the specifics of the magic. 
Yeah. Because when we have scenes where people, or two, the two girls are fist fighting, I'm like, why are you not like shooting lightning out of your hand? Why aren't you levitating? Th-? Like, I don't yeah. understand what you're capable of. And so, like, I personally, like, I'm okay with like the sort of Harry Potterish thing where it's like, oh, we can come up with a spell to solve this problem or right. whatever, right? Like, you don't, yeah. I don't need it to have like complete complex rules where they explain that this is this is how this works or whatever. But like, I need something to be like, what are your cap your basic your base level capabilities? Do you need an herb for every single thing you do? Do you need a like? Because most yeah. of the things she does, she has some sort of item or something, right? Yeah. Um, until the end where she's like super powerful and he just makes right. people turn on fire. But I just don't understand why like, like we have Zelda do the thing during the funeral where she just stops the guy with her hand, right? right? Well, can Sabrina do that? I think, yeah. see certain things I definitely think are relative to like your wisdom and your age and your yeah. skill and you learn these skills and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you're right. They need to flesh out the what people are actually capable of. Yeah. We need to better. see the school a little bit. We yeah. need to have an episode where sh- yeah. we really see a class beyond a history lesson, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the other thing is that, like, like even in the, the baddie bad episode, right? It's like, you have a bunch of seasoned witches here. Can they, like, levitate books and things? That, like, right. like, they're basically just running away from it until she does her spell. But I'm like, so I'm like, well... And then they seal it in the house. And then yeah, like, like I know that at, right at the beginning she seals it in the urn or whatever. Right. But like, but be, but they did that to to stop it. They didn't like try to fight it first. Right. Well, like, partially I'm like, well, maybe there's no good in fighting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. No. I mean, the biggest thing that I think they really show is the astral projection. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, I think that was an easy way for them to be like, yeah, we're fleshing out powers yeah. and skills, but also like it's convenient. But for... also, but also, so that's an example of them doing it well because right. they're putting limits on it. Right. We can't do this whatever whatever we want. There are these creatures or whatever they will right. attack you. Yeah. Um, and we're setting up this gun that will eventually go off when someone stays in there too long. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So someone's gonna screw that up in season two. Yeah. They have so to. like again, I don't need it to make like mm-hmm. total. The Ambrose. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already worried. <laughs> yeah. We need. We, I don't need it to make complete sense, but it needs to make more sense than it does. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Ambrose. I love, I love him. So him. Yes. Die for him. <laughs> He's his really, scene, really good. His dream sequence. Oh uh, yeah. I just like I loved him from the moment I laid eyes on him. <laughs> the only thing that Ambrose that gives me pause yeah. about him isn't really about him as like a character yeah. or an actor. It's just like. How are you related to Sabrina? Yeah, that is confusing. Who yeah. are you? Are you really a spellman at the end of the day? Well, I like yeah. that it's a it, like it's cousinship. Yeah. What's the word for that? Whatever. He is a cousin. Like the yeah. shipping them? No, no, no. no. <laughs> like it, the the relationship is cousinness. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just confused by like Hilda's British and. He's British. Zelda's not British. Yeah, yeah. the question but is... But he's not Hilda's son. And he's yeah. also not Edward, or his name Edward? Edward, yeah. yeah. Oh, not, Also not yeah. Edward's son. So they have another... So I is think he's like I think he's probably a third cousin once I just, I just want it yeah. to be a little... Yeah. I think that, should, that shouldn't be a mystery for yeah. season two. Yeah. Um, and that's the only thing that makes me feel Speaking like, of mysteries that I don't think should have been saved for season two... Luke... Luke. Luke slash, who, he, slash who's killing... He, yeah, yeah, he killed the guy, Yeah, I mean, it right? seemed really obvious that he killed the I guy. I don't think he killed the guy. I think it was a red hair. Well, if it was, then I should Then they should have fleshed out his character more. Yeah, because yeah. the thing... So I, again, jumping all over my outline here, but one of the <laughs> sections... That's... One of the sections I had was, uh, was, unearned, was unearned moments, <laughs> and I think that Luke telling him he loved him in the finale, completely unearned moment. 
Well, the uh, whole thing is, it's like, I know Hilda cast a love yeah, spell. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm okay with that being like. Yeah, but I feel like you were supposed to like actually be shipping that moment of him telling him he loved him. Yeah, you're right. Like it it was just it it was just kind of clumsy. But they're so hot together. I mean, they are hot. I'm fine with that. But (laughs) so I want to talk about we're still talking about characters, um, but I want to combine that with sort of the activism of the show, the sort of social justice thing that they were going for. And the thing is. I appreciate what they were trying to do, but I feel like the two best friend characters feel kind of like tokenism. I feel like they are like almost sort of signaling the wokeness of the show for the sake of doing it and not really doing much with those characters. I felt like they could have been so much more than they were, is my general feeling. Um, If Even though they're kind of inextricably tied together as like, the friends of Sabrina yeah. and what they're each struggling with and going for. Yeah. I would kind of like to tackle them one at a time. Yeah, yeah. And and let's start with Susie. Because mm-hmm. I think that Susie's actually the more effective one of the, the two. two. Yeah. Because she actually, in my opinion, has some, like, she has some actual, I feel like, character growth yeah. that you get on board with mm. by the end of the season. And yeah. I can still see, I think with her, there is less signaling. Yeah. I think there is more action, struggle, and agency. Yeah. But we can we can discuss that as well. So my my issue, not it's not my issue with Susie. My worry about Susie as a character is that it really seems like the only thing she is ever thinking about, talking about, or doing mm-hmm. has to do with her gender. And Identity so, just and to be expression. just to be clear, because I was a little confused about this. Mm-hmm. So she is born female and dressing like a male, tomboyish. But she and so she, one would assume that maybe her arc would be eventually transitioning. Well, so again, slightly connecting it of Roz's grandmother is just like, oh, this fine gent, like this yeah. lad, and she's like, Susie's a girl. She's like, no, it's fine. Like yeah. so clearly. At the, I'll just say that I know that the actor that plays Susie is non-binary, so I could see that maybe just like them taking that into the character. Yeah. But she's biologically female. Mm. The bullies make fun of her for being a lesbian, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, you must be a boy." And then when she really uh, comes into contact with that demon who's mm. like calling, you know, saying that she's cursed, she tries yeah. to incorporate more typical feminine, feminine yeah. details yeah. by wearing, like, trying to reject that but, And when she identity. hears about the history yeah. of her family being, like, totally against, like, well, her, like uncle, her uncle being like, like he wore a dress. Yeah. What's wrong with him? He should go yeah. to the mental institution for that. Like, all yeah. of that. Like, clearly it's something where she's like, I don't want that fate for myself. I'm going to yeah. reject it. And it's her also, like, finding an, someone in her family history who... Yeah. W- with, um... Dorothea? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With, like, and talking to her and being, like, more accepting of, again, Roz's grandmother Mm -hmm. and, like, her own agency and things like that. And I'm kind of hopeful that maybe with Dorothea's help, yes, maybe she'll be able to, like, fully take on this identity Mm -hmm. in season two, but they'll be able to walk away from it being the entire character. Right. Like, maybe... Sorry. So, I guess what I would say is, like, Susie, like there's room for growth with yeah. Susie and mm-hmm. they aren't doing everything they can to make her a really yeah. great character. Whereas Roth, like 
I found her arc interesting at the beginning, but then it yeah. just became so, like, not... I, right. I, I, how can they fix this? Yeah. Right. Well, okay, I don't want to get into Ross for a second. Yeah, okay. So, Susie, um, I will admit, I was confused for the first few episodes. I thought that Susie was supposed to be a male that had fully transitioned into female. Already I, going yeah, into the show. I thought that that's what they were starting right. with. Specifically because they were talking about so much about women supporting women... I thought that she was choosing her pronouns as being yeah. female. Yeah. And because I thought they were like, oh, we're, we're uh, intersectional feminism. We're accepting her as a woman because that's what she wants to be. So in, in fact, the fact that she is female, but that seems to identify more as with masculine traits. I actually find that a little odd that they're like, oh, you're one of the women. Like, does she want to be one of like? Like, it's a little confusing You're to right. Me. I was also a little confused by it, especially... Yeah, but at the same time, I'm just like, right, but what they're supporting is, like, different expressions of yeah. femininity or not. Yeah, but, yeah, you're absolutely right that it feels like they kind of seem like they were going in one direction and then backed off of it for the sake of her development of, like, here, let her have a, con- a historical connection to the witches, thanks to this yeah. ancestor. Well, I, mean, I, I mean, even with what they ended up doing, I can still understand yeah. the idea of, like, oh, we're supporting women making any decision they want. Like, right. And she does still, go, she, I, I mean, seemingly she chooses to go by female pronouns. I guess it also feels like that's like the beginning of her arc and because she's not like comfortable yet going by other pronouns. Right. So I I'm think like, that's where, that's where I was like, it yeah. seems like as her friend, you should be like trying to help her along the path to like accept herself, not being like, you're one of the women. Or, so I yeah. will say like, I have seen actually Really, really recently, I was just reading a Twitter thread, and I don't, for the life of me, remember which um, user posted it, but it was all about, like, he, he's a trans man, mm-hmm. and he was saying, like, I, there's a stereotype that, like, trans men are misogynistic, mm-hmm. and that he was able to come to his, like, a full expression of his gender identity through, like being in feminist spaces and like understanding more about like what feminism is and like so i i'm not sure that those are necessarily but they were specifically saying women support here's the thing i think in some ways that's them like as antithetical as it is like in some ways that's them being like our feminism hasn't fully grasped that our friend could be one of these intersectional people is like she's just a girl who's being bullied for for being not super feminine and that's not okay because you don't have to be super feminine to be a girl it's like right but Roz is even correcting her grandmother again when she's calling Susie like a boy and even though Susie's clearly like okay with it and seemingly happy about it Roz is just like blah 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 like yeah kind of could yeah. be a really interesting storyline. Well, Could be handled is, very Yeah, badly. well, the thing is, like, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to know what is the characters making mistakes and the show knowing that they are to right. comment on it later versus the show making mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, then also, and that's where the signal And also, I, I want to be clear, uh, you know, I am clearly not the end-all be-all on what's, what's right yeah. and what's wrong in this. I'm sure I've said things that would upset some people. Uh, I'm trying my best to juggle this. Yeah, I just, um, you put it well of like, what's the show trying to set things up in a yeah. long game versus the show being like, we're just trying to accomplish a lot. Yeah, and the other thing is, I mean, so as far as like the the activism part of the show, they weren't so hard with it in the first few episodes. And like, 
Wicca was supposed to be such a big thing, and then it just like disappears. And like the stakes are of Sabrina's life are grow quickly beyond Wicca, and then frankly, Susie and Roz independently as our like ambassadors for Wicca then have their own things going on that are still connected to the coven but are also about their personal growth gosh I wish they didn't have supernatural storylines the two of them yeah or at least not yet uh so let's talk about let's talk about Roz and then I want to talk about them together um but so Roz has this whole thing where she's losing her vision and it ends up being tied into being cursed by witches now she's gonna get the third eye or whatever The, the cunning yeah yeah which um, sounds a lot like the culling. <laughs> so, oh my god, I forgot there's this whole subplot about her father saying that her grandmother was like punished yeah. by But blind, you're like, not being punished by blind because you have faith that this thing is happening to you anyway. Yeah. So it's like, what? I forgot about kinda, that too. Well, then like, she doesn't actually have faith was the other, and his, her father doesn't realize it, and then he just didn't really do anything with that. Season um, two. Oh, that stresses me out. Yeah, so Roz, I guess, felt like, again, I to be clear, it is great that they have a strong female black character on the show. I guess don't think that she was... It's like... And sometimes it's... In some ways it feels almost worse when they're smart enough to have that character and then they treat them so poorly. And then they or, pay lip service. Yeah, too. where it's like... They feel like they're congratulating themselves and then I just feel like she is the least useful character on the show. I, her whole arc, so she has that whole thing where she's breaking down, crying about um, losing her sight. She needs these books to be unbanned yeah. so that she can read them yeah. all. Now, before we specifically get into the book things, I know you have feelings about I that. Seriously. <laughs> yes. So Clara was saying off, off mic earlier that you've had some worries about your vision. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's an interesting thing to be explored. Yeah in like grappling with physical limitations Mm -hmm. and being afraid of physical limitations Mm -hmm. and showing that on tv in a way that like deals with that fear Mm -hmm. in a in a like valid way and doesn't just say well you shouldn't be afraid of that right and doesn't say why are you upset you'll still be able to do everything just fine but is also like look (laughs) yeah this is this a is, tough thing. This is, you're going to get through this. Yeah. Um, and I was really excited about yeah. that. And then they put in all of this stuff about Third like, eye. Yeah. visions. Well, so here's the thing. And that, and... that episode, so I, I, I do think the actress does a good job breaking down there. But the fact that they built it so heavily around the book thing, to me, really ruined it. Because I like literally, the my first thought was, so she's like, I will never be able to read them. I'm like... Why don't you just read on your own? <laughs> yeah, first yes. of all, why do you yes. need the books to be why, in? Why do they need to be in the library of the school? Second of all, um, audiobooks, uh, mm-hmm. Braille, like, like it just... Have your friends read yeah, them to I'm you just like, in your club. Like, I'm not saying that it isn't a sad thing to not be able to look at the page anymore and just read it, but the fact that nobody brings up all... Like, it would be right. one thing if at the end of the episode someone's like, Hey, I got you a tutor for Braille or something like like. Yeah. But nobody brings up these as options, and so and so and they end up instead of taking it and focusing about the fact that she's losing her vision, they're focused on the fact that she's not going to be able to read, which just seems silly because, because there like, are, are numerous answers. So to- so it's like it's like they make it seem where it's it's really difficult where they're like she's clearly supposed to be like the wokest character, yeah. and 
also just like everything that she's establishing of like she takes this on and then like she inadvertently becomes like kind of ableist and insulting like she says something like not even the thickest ugliest glasses will let me read and i'm just like that is so offensive yeah to so many people probably like at the same time what to be fair like so i don't like that either but to be fair like i can understand the character saying feeling that way so but But then but then again have a pushback right again but then again that's the thing right then i'm just like right but obviously like again it's ableist of me to be like You'll just get over losing your... Like, yeah. obviously, I'm not going through that. So yeah. I don't know how... Like, how. The way you manifest your trauma is different. Yeah. But then again, the way they resolve it is like, no, here, we're going to start reading banned books in this club for the next few months. It's and, just like... And even weirder, but it's like... But that's not, as you said, yeah. the most supportive way of getting through this. Yeah. I was so frustrated that she didn't have an adult in her life yeah. who could give her some sort of good advice other than now you'll have supernatural vision yeah when her her problem was i'm afraid i won't be able to do the things that i love to do and someone could have said you can yeah the show (laughs) seems to forget that that accessibility options exist as a thing yeah that's what i found uh, that's what made me angry i'm like yes you can be upset that you're losing your vision you can be upset that you're not going to be able to physically look at the book anymore yeah but you can't be upset that you won't be able to read anymore because guess what blind people can read right (laughs) and that's nippy but then again to connect it to your to the point of her grandmother and the cunning and these visions it's not like your visions are your accessibility options. Right, it's, it's like, so bizarre. It's just so weird. She still doesn't, yeah. like, she still doesn't... Uh, it's like, but you'll have this other yeah. intuition about people. And yeah. it's just like, that. Do, that's right, not so, frail. Yeah, <laughs> that's not frail. <laughs> Seeing uh, Sabrina's inner witch being yeah. all warty and gross looking or whatever, that's not fixed like what yeah. what are they well, trying I'm just to like, do I understand. make her relevant to Sabrina's yeah. story they're trying to it. they're trying to make it so that it's not just a human thing and it's not just a supernatural thing they're trying to give her a supernatural story that has a human element behind it that is what Buffy always did that's what this always did it used you know be- Willow becoming a witch to connect with her lesbianism and to right. connect with addiction and things like that and it's the same idea it's just that I don't think that we spent enough time with Roz before that to care. Like, that was the first thing that made me, that you were supposed to make you, like, right. actually feel about her in a human way. And it was really clumsily handled. Right. And so, then it yeah. became her entire arc is this, uh, I, now I can see visions. Which then ties me into my next big issue, which is the, for both Roz and Susie, that... I don't like how that they found out about Sabrina by the end of season one. I don't think that it was earned that they had that moment where they realized it and then and then they had this really emotional scene with Sabrina in the bathroom or whatever. Like, I don't We love care. you anyway. Like, I, I'm just like, like, it's not like, like... They undid all that great work for a necessary redemption in that they one moment. I think, sad. I think that they could have, like, of all the things that they shouldn't have jammed into season one that one i thought they were gonna go somewhere with um i keep wanting to call her mrs haversham but (laughs) (laughs) yeah the teacher teacher yeah uh yeah whatever let's call her miss haversham or missy because that was her doctor who character and she still missed something like the point is that she 
Like, I thought she was going to be tempting them. Yeah, but there was a whole, the whole, like... Is that still happening? Yeah. Was it still happening? It's really funny, because this show honestly feels like it should have come out week after week, and they, like, changed things as it was happening. You're right, yeah. Because there are things that are just kind of dropped. (laughs) (laughs) Because when we first found out that Rod was losing her vision, and, and Havisham was watching them... I was like, she's gonna offer her some vision. sort of yeah, vision. a trade, yeah. a deal with the devil. Yeah, who someone liter- someone else had to deal with the devil yeah, in the, the show. Lawyer. Yeah, the lawyer, it was right? The same right. episode. The episode, yeah. that, right? Yeah. So we were both just like, oh, right. So she knows that this is happening. Yeah. to Sabrina's friends. She's yeah. gonna be like, no one will judge you for your identity, and yeah. you can see and read all the books you want. Yeah. And it could have been an interesting thing of like, here's this supernatural evil thing mm. that's like. You have no physical limitations. Yeah. And then, like, dealing with a reality, which is like, you do. Also, you can still read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these yeah. are some, well, like, the, realities. The other thing, I mean, the thing I also think it would have been great about it is I, I was like, I saw that and I was like, oh, they're going to take, like, the, like, perfect woke character and tempt her and make it clear that she isn't perfect. And mm. then they just didn't do that. Yeah. And she just ended up becoming this, well, like, But that's the thing. Person. I don't think they want... They don't want to undo that with her, yeah. clearly. Like, they they, yeah. they want her to... Be on a paragon of wokeness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I'm like, we could she... be overusing this word, but, like, at the end of the day, we're not the only ones who have this critique. Yeah. I know that, but... It's just like, look, again, it's what you said. It's just like, pat on the back yeah. over here, pat on the back of the hair. Look, these people we're representing. Well, here, I mean, yeah. here's the thing is, I people are way too negative about injecting social justice yes. into storytelling. I am not one of those people. No. I like people working and trying that. But this is the worst fear. This is this is what people rail against and why they say they don't, you know, like... It doesn't belong want. in my story. Yeah, it's because, like, it's because you can't just put in this character who is the woke character and will not make mistakes. Well, and like, <laughs> I'm worried even more that... So now there's this, like, serious possibility for her to fall into another trope yeah. of, like, and she's gonna be the wise black character. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. And they'll go Because her grandmother her already was. The, right, yeah. and it's like, oh my god, she could have just been a girl. Yeah. <laughs> struggling with, like, various yeah. things. Yeah. And maybe her friend and this... feeling... And frankly, like, in a way, it's like, oh, she's a friend who's going through through this traumatic thing. Yeah. And one of her best friends, who are one of her co-presidents of this club yeah. that no one cares about again... <laughs> she switched schools without telling anyone. And yeah. it's like, oh, you, your friend said she was going to stand with you. And now did she abandon you in right. your hour of need? Like, right. is that going to be part of season two? Or like, is she just going to be like, completely no, it's strong and yeah. like handle it all herself? And look, I can and... still have my spooky powers and without yeah. seeing, I can lead us to the school. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they just like yeah. showed up. But yeah, I, I think, I mean, then uh, as a sort of a side to that, like, I don't understand why it seems like the new normal on, like, for lack of a better word, superhero television and superhero media, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I'm including Sabrina in superhero media. Um, Why secret identities are, like, a bad thing. Like, nobody wants to have a secret identity for more than a season. And I'm just like, I want her to have two separate lives. I don't want all of her friends to have magical powers, at least not yet, because the yeah. whole the whole point of that is her struggling, her struggle between the two sides of her life, 
and trying to juggle that, those things. And it's juggling the relatability, which is of all your human relatable characters, stop being human and relatable. Maybe Miss Havisham <laughs> did curse. I will not curse. Like did, did make this stuff happen. Yeah. And it, seems like it's like oh it's gifts mm. just gifts and it means that sabrina doesn't have to worry about them only belonging to the mortal world and so then like that's dealt with and then harvey i guess is dealt with well the thing I... is the thing is though that miss havisham was upset that they didn't abandon her when they found out oh yeah. you're right she okay, was never yeah. mind never mind oh, yeah. so, my brilliant idea done but here's the thing so that's that that's the the whole problem like you put it like the whole thing is the dichotomy in her choosing. Yeah. But then as her friends get closer to A, by knowing who she really yeah. is, B, by having their own powers slash histories with yeah. witchcraft and covens, yeah. they they are more incorporated in this world. Mm. We don't have more characters to back that up. Yeah. Yeah. On well, the other side, and so, no, 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 no. So, left. Yeah. Right. So the whole thing is then it's like, okay, I can see this becoming, having story for like two seasons worth of stuff. Yeah. Well, what's season three going to be? Like, don't you want a season three? Don't, yeah. like... Why would you get... I mean, one thing if just Harvey found out or just Roz found out or something, right? But all three of them find out by the end of season one. And she confirms it And, in their and they kill the principal. Yeah. Like, well, so, well that's that's kind of okay that based on, like... But I don't know, just, like, all of the human relationships oh, established. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, even the bad ones yeah. don't exist. I get the football players. Well, they, they resolve. Yeah, I mean, those I are... Yeah, they're that. all... And I don't know how I feel stuff. about that also, if, yeah. as we're talking about sort of, like, social justice yeah. critiques. I don't know how I feel about that whole, like blackmail them with like their homosexuality <laughs> oh the um oh god the thing with the, the picture taking thing not just that but then being like i'm so sorry what that camp counselor did to you yeah and then being like whatever i think arguably the only human purely human character left now who's like untouched mm. is dr cerberus right. yeah but even he i think is actually going oh, to be a flashed i think he's yeah. a secret witch hunter Oh, he's, I see, he's, he's a, certainly a secret something. Yeah, he's, he's a certain. I think he's a werewolf. That'd be cool. <laughs> just because I think he's it's sort of like someone out of. He's, a, he's, he's dressed, dressed as, as a vampire, vampire exactly. so he has to be a werewolf. That's the point is that even even that, I'm just like, no one's human, yeah. and they just want to drop it. Like they're I not mean, interested in to, writing this dichotomy. On the flip side, on the flip side, I will say that. Like Buffy never really had a secret identity. O only her mom was the secret identity from. Yeah. Um, and that didn't. That I think that ends in like season two or something. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe season three. I uh, and it's so like but it's Buffy's not monster of the week much more yeah. than Sabrina. Yeah. yeah, and also the whole thing is her still trying to like trying to pull that off of yeah. retaining a normal life. Yeah. Whereas this is just like maybe that'll be part of it, but without yeah. the monster of the week setting and with her being already so involved with like. Which I just find yeah. it, I feel like they've pushed themselves into, they've kind of painted themselves into a corner and I don't really I feel don't, like. I think that they're going to find a way to reset. Because think, think about like how, they, think about how we ended that episode where it's like, oh my God, she found out that Miss Havisham, what's her actual name? <laughs> she found out that she is, is following her. It's like, well, I'm a witch. And it's like, okay. Like that, that feels like such a classic monster over the week Ward television. Wardwell. Yeah, well, it's like such a classic monster over the week television. You're like, oh my god, they're gonna switch up the status quo. Like something huge happened. Yeah. It's like, well, how did they get out of that? Yeah, they got out of that. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, all right, is season three really gonna be monster of the week? 
Probably not, but I'd well, rather think, watch that. Well, the thing is, I think they're going to find... I, well, so, so this is one thing I do want to say. We've been saying negative stuff. I think what this show did really well mm -hmm. is juggling that Monster of the Week with an overarching storyline, yeah. where this is the first Netflix show that I can think of, really, where they actually... They, they pace themselves in a good way where it's like yeah. there are numerous specific episodes each episode stands out as being this is this episode and yet it all felt cohesive and it had a good seasonal arc that we started with the baptism and we ended with her signing, signing it. Her. Yeah. yes it is one of the more successfully paced Netflix shows that feels like it has more of a complete arc it has its development mm -hmm. of people whether or not I agree with where they took that development mm -hmm. I think that I still, I still liked it. I still yeah. am looking forward to yeah. season two. My fears and concerns are more long term than they are about, like yeah. the first what, season. Yeah, the first season. Well, itself. I think the thing is, I guess part of why I'm reacting to it is because it's also just a sign of the times. It's kind of an issue with television in general right now. So for, first, there's the general issue I was talking about with the superhero stuff, where it's like you can't have secret identities are like a dirty word now. I don't really understand why that happened, but. They're a dirty word, so you have, and you can't take your time with anything. Everything has to be a ten-episode season, so and you can't have any filler because filler is like the worst thing ever. Even though I'd say like actually a number of the episodes in this season are filler, and they're some of yeah. the best ones. The, the, yeah. the, can we just say yeah. just really quickly yeah. that that dream episode, yeah. the the baddie baddie yeah. baddie bat episode was so well done yeah. really overall and so great and exactly what filler should be where it really goes into every single character yeah like and just thank you yeah. for that episode and like it makes you and care about Zelda more yeah. it makes you I love Zelda's dream yeah. was great and yeah. it makes me question what they really are trying to do with the religious yeah stuff right. well, but the, that's the, and the other thing is that. like I, I the exorcism episode honestly is pretty filler too but that's yeah. a really good episode yeah. like so and gets I would say the best character development for Susie as yeah. I recall I yeah. think yeah. it's all in that You're episode a, yeah, yeah. I, I think the best episode of the season is the um, Returned Man, which is episode nine. Um, mm -hmm. I, although I do think the finale is quite good too. But I think that episode nine is when everything sort of comes to a head and she finally is making big mistakes. Yeah. And there's so much happens in that episode. I could have sworn that nine was the finale. I'm like, did I just see the finale? That's yeah. interesting. It's like, yeah. oh no, that wasn't the finale. There's yeah. one more. So yeah, so it's definitely, I, yeah. Yeah. I definitely like the finale. But again, nine felt so good and yeah. so put together. Good um, show. So Good there times. Well, I still have things to talk about. Oh, guys, you do. Okay? We didn't hit okay. all the points. Um, I want to talk about talk about Satanism. So all the much. pentagrams. I can just... I wait? Can I really quick disclaimer that I think is really important? Okay. That I think this show may or may not be very offensive to some Satanists mm -hmm. and Wiccans. Oh, no, no, not, not may or may not be. It, it is. is well, I mean, like offensive. to certain to yes. certain right. Satanists yes. and certain yeah. Wiccans. And like I would, I am not a big fan of that, which is an like another reason why tonally, this yeah. stuff can be a little bit weird. Like I don't, I and I and just disclaimer, like yeah. I'm not a Satanist or a Wiccan. Yes. Um, but I think that should be said. If we have any Satanist or Wiccan yeah. viewers slash listeners. Tell us what you well, think. Well, the thing, I mean, the thing, the thing is here, it's, it's a weird... For sure. I, I mean, I know so little about these things as, as real things, but it's, I feel like the show isn't 
trying it, it it is in no way thinking that they're actually talking about real satanism or wiccanism right they're but the thing that's offensive about it is that they're just acting like those things aren't real right right so that, that that's what's like, so like I, I i'm thinking about i'm thinking about other shows that have dealt with religion in a way that i haven't found super offensive and maybe mm. other people do yeah. but like supernatural deals with angel and demon mythology yeah. um and it it feels like fictionalized yeah. to an extent that i don't i'm not like offended what but like well the, I mean, the thing is there's Gabriel would never like yeah. it's okay they made a fictional universe and i'm sure there are some christians just like there are some christians that won't let you read harry potter Right? Or there are some religious people who are like, oh, any sort of witchcraft is evil and you shouldn't be talking about it. But the majority of people that would be level-headed would say, they're not actually talking about the real thing. Mm -hmm. They're making a fictionalized fun story. And that's, and that's, it's very clear. They're not talking about real Satanism here. But, they're clearly talking about people with literal magic powers. Right, so but when like, they're taking ten, it's about, like, it's all about, like, actually, at least whatever they're claiming, uh, with, like, it's free will, and it's yeah. the against all these, like, yeah. these strictures of, of the false god, like, right. you know, all that, where it's, like, that is taken from reality. Right, and, like, mm. the emphasis on free will, yeah. as I understand it, could be wrong, correct me, is, like, Levian Satanism, that, and that, like, there are different branches of Satanism, yeah. mm -hmm. but that's, like, one that, that is a really, like, core tenet. Yeah. And so then to say, like, we're telling you this, but it's not true, yeah. is kind of obnoxious to, yeah. to make that a Well, here's the thing, I mean, the thing that's complicated about it is they're doing that to talk about Christian hypocrisy. Yeah. So that's the thing, it's really like, uh -huh. the, everything that they're saying bad about Satanism is really about them saying something bad about Christianity. So how does so it make like, you feel when you're a Satanist who, uh, Yeah, right. like, yeah, no, I they're think just that, using, because yeah. they couldn't be doing the, here's the thing. As it, usual, I worry slightly less yeah. about how the like group in power yeah, right. feel. But, but that's what I was gonna say, <laughs> so, though. What I was gonna say is my point is, they couldn't make a show that was constantly making fun of Christianity. So they made a show about Satanism to poke fun at Christianity in a way that is palatable. Well, it's like Shakespeare with Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> like, they were like actually talking about England, but if we said it amongst those Italians who are all romantic and frivolous, then no one will realize it. That was the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't I didn't. I never thought yeah. of it that way. Yeah, that was good. It's a reading. Um, would you say they're parodying Christianity or organized like religion in general? I think it's more about organ. I think I said it at the top was yeah. it's like about the patriarchal nature of a well, lot of monotheism. That's, that's, and, and that's what religion. I'm saying is that they're clearly mixing metaphors. Yeah. But I do think it's specifically Christianity, to be honest, because they're they're very specifically. Talking about baptism, right. they're they're like, Dark they keep baptism. talking about the false god and comparing right. it to how. Did you just suppose it was Catholicism? Yeah, and they talk about like how the Catholic priests can be and doing the. They doing go the to limbo. Yeah, they go they to limbo. They literally go to limbo. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Your mom's there for some reason. And, but, okay, but on the flip side, so I mean, and I'm also, I'm coming at it from a weird thing where like I grew up Catholic and I like respect Catholics. And I, I respect my family, who is still pretty devoutly Catholic. I consider myself agnostic. 
So I'm maybe not, not the best example of someone who'd be offended or whatever. But I think even if I was still like hardcore Catholic, I wouldn't be offended by this because it's clearly like, because there is hypocrisy in the church. There is hypocrisy or religion. There is p patriarchy within the religion. Like, so like, I... I yeah, no, so I am less, and and I, I, I can understand if people are offended. Yeah. I am less immediately concerned about that than I am about other people's religions being used as a way to poke fun yeah. at a religion that has a lot of power yeah. over minority Okay, religions. I can see yeah. What okay. were all the other things? No, the, other thing, the main thing, which I do think we've covered a little bit, but I want to hit on, uh, I guess as an ending parting thing is, how do you think that the show did as far as juggling its various tones that it had and various audiences, that it clearly was going after a sort of Buffy vibe, that it had the horror elements, it had the coming of age stuff, it had the activism, it had the Riverdale-ish qualities, it had humor, um, it had like actual dark drama. Do you think that it juggled this well? I know for a lot of people they felt like it was kind of a tonal mishmash and I think to me, the only time that felt true was in episode three. Mm -hmm. But for me, generally, I, I'm okay with Tonal Man. I mean, as someone who's a big Buffy fan, I'm okay with it jumping as long as when it's supposed to be serious, it feels serious. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be laughing when they want me to be feeling serious. Right. Um, I, I'll say this. I definitely don't think the show is going for comedy as much as some people are like saying. It as, yeah. Uh, um, even if it did have some like lighthearted, sassy, snarky stuff that yeah. was a little bit of a reprieve. Yeah. I'm like, yes, that's your breath, a fresh, like yeah. a little breathing room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need that. That's good. But, and, and as someone who hasn't seen Riverdale and frankly yeah. doesn't really want to, mm. um, I'm happy with the tone of this show. Mm. I like that it's overall just a dark drama with an interesting, it's a genre drama. Yeah. That's directed at young adults. Yeah. And I'm just happy with that. And I, I feel overall that their way of writing it is mm. what I want out of it. And thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing is people are sort of conflating humor with cheese. And that's the thing where I'm like, I understand the first two episodes are actually pretty cheese free. Or at least mm -hmm. they're trying to be, right? And so that fact that when we slowly end up having more cheesiness thrown in... I don't think that's really humor. It's just like fun. And like, I'm fine with that. As long as when uh, Harvey's brother dies, I'm not feeling like it's cheesy. Right. I do think that there are the one time that I feel like things sort of collided in a bad way was, um, when they went to see that old lady who had been molested by a priest and she was like this wacky old lady. The witch. Yeah. The woods witch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit much. But yeah, that was in the feast to feast episode. Yeah, yeah where it's just like you know what that episode overall had. I think actually that was the one that gave me the most trouble. You're totally. right. Yeah. Tonal. That was the most the, probably the totally third listening. episode had like narrative yeah. issues or right. something. But that but that episode had weird tone issues. I think maybe also because I just like I get automatically more curious when they're trying to make a. a a, like an, a statement yeah. on the way the world is yeah, yeah. and like this is what Sabrina's conception of faith is and we're yeah. talking about this and meanwhile she's like giving Prudence a bath yeah. I was sort of like and there's an orgy mm, 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 mm. 
Yeah. And then, a, yeah, it, that episode was going for a lot. Yeah. So even then, I feel like it has Ambitious. a lot of narrative. Yeah. yeah. Not in a bad way. I think I like that episode. I was, I, I liked it overall, yeah. but I agree that I think it has the most, like, we're accomplishing a lot, yeah. and therefore yeah. it's going to have a lot of, like, narrative yeah. and tonal dissonance. It was over the top. Like, the other episodes, I think, weren't. Mm quite either they were also over the top but then not as serious Mm -hmm. or they were over the top in a dream Mm. or like i don't or they weren't over the top they were just dramatic yeah Yeah. i will say as someone who has seen some riverdale i do think that the activism stuff is part of the riverdaleiness but as far as them balancing the riverdale stuff i think they did actually a very nice job with the relationship part of the show I don't think that they went too far into the, like, yes, they had the, like, all the, like, sexy moments of people taking their clothes off and stuff like that, but I don't think they went too far with it. Yeah. I, yes, they had cutesy relationship stuff, but that was not- That's fine and cute. Yeah, it was fine and cute and it wasn't too much. I will say we ended up getting way more negative about this than I ever thought that I wanted to because I really like this show. <laughs> Considering it's like I started with this show kind of being negative about it and then I got yeah. positive and now I'm getting back like in between yeah. again. So I I mean I despite all the stuff we're saying, I still really love the show. And it, it, yeah. it like this is a show that like I've been waiting for. Like yes. I really, it's, really it's, like it's difficult show. to talk about. Yeah. It's really easy to talk about things that are issues and yeah. it's really hard yeah. to just talk about things how that are pretty great. and cute and lovely the characters are like yeah. And how like, awesome. Yeah. Like so much and how fun. Yeah. yeah. Alright guys, thank you so much for watching slash listening. Please leave us comments down below in the YouTubes or leave us a rating or review on the iTunes or other podcasty services. Those things would be swell. Um, what else do we say? Oh, so there's going to be the all the to all the boys I love before our podcast that was new with Keith and Caitlin. That is still coming, but that has now been bumped. Now it is gonna come out on the 20th of November. Okay. So that is that. That's coming soon. I hope you check that out. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Olga. And I'm Clara. And I hope you're doing okay.